welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. Wow, we're just getting straight <laughs> into it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm sleepy, dude. Right. I had a... Uh, I think it's been a year. It's been about a year. I mean, I guess I could track on this wonderful show of ours, but since I had like a gallbladder episode... I remember that. Yeah, yeah and I had one yesterday. Oh, no. Dude. That sucks. <clears throat> I woke up and I was like, man, my tummy hurts, but it wasn't like upset tummy it was just like and i'm like why does my stomach feel like that and then i was like wait and you know what i did on sunday night hmm. you ate voodoo donuts <laughs> no i did eat voodoo donuts but <laughs> i consumed alcohol is that the first time you've cons- it's really like in mm. not excess but like more than just like a shot in a beer mm. yeah so no more of that shit Stopping that entirely. So then I woke up last night. It was hurting again. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm sleepy. <laughs> so I left work early. <laughs> nice. But yeah, dude, that's why I'm sleepy. Why are you sleepy? How do you know I'm sleepy? I know you. <laughs> My head just feels kind of weird. Um, You're probably still playing catch up from 5 a.m. Stranger Things. Two days in a row like of like. Several hours post midnight. Yeah, I stayed up until five watching Stranger Things. Yeah, and then the next night we we gamed until like two, almost two thirty. Yeah. Did you get up and go fishing? Yeah. You so did. An hour and a half. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was like I set my alarm. My dad said he's gonna be there at five thirty, and he said he 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 said he's I'll text you when I'm on my way. Yeah. It was like five fifteen, oh and my he calls word. me. And I answer the phone. He's like, good morning, Jake. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just, I can't, I can't do it. I wish I would have gone. Had (laughs) we not stayed up that late, I would have gone. It was so bad. The fishing was so, it was the slowest I've ever seen it. We went up kokanee fishing on Lake Merwin. Yeah. And normally it's. It, it can take a while to find them, but once you find them, they're like a big school fish. They're, like, they're basically like catching a trout, but they're technically a salmon. They're landlocked. Oh, okay. They're a landlocked salmon. What does that mean? That means they don't go to the ocean. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Of course, that's what that means. <laughs> uh, but they they swim up. Um, they swim up the the creeks that dump in there. Um, oh, interesting. And they spawn. There's a hatchery up there that they spawn at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up on the towards the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. So. It's kind of a cool fishery, kokanee. They're really good eating. Uh, mm. I mean, they don't—you don't get a lot of fight out of them. They're very soft mouth uh, fish, mm-hmm. so you can't really—you have to use really small hooks, mm-hmm. and you can't like—you can't reef on them. Otherwise, you'll you'll pull It'll the rip hook. It. Ooh, It'll pull the hook wow. right out of their mouth. So, um, yeah, it's it's it can be really fun. It can be really fast because once you get in them. Uh, it, they just start hitting everything, so then mm. you just have to find them, and it's a huge ass fucking. Lake. Yeah, we we we've caught one fish in six hours. Oh wow! So you or him? Um, me. Okay. And it was so weird. I caught it the first three minutes, and I was like, "Oh boy, it's gonna be like it's actually gonna be a yeah. good day." And then we didn't, we didn't catch, we didn't, we didn't catch another fish. Well, we caught three northern pike minnows, which are just a trash fish. Yeah. So you in. Northern pikes are like an invasive fish, and oh, they're, okay. they're a predatory fish. Mm. So they just, what do they eat? Uh, they they'll eat other fish in oh, the lake. So they tar- they target. I mean, they're not they're not any bigger than the kokanee, but they target the kokanee smolts. Yeah. So especially they and then in the main river, like in the Columbia and the Columbia River system, there's actually bounties on them oh, during wild. a certain part of the season. You get paid from the Department of Fish and Wildlife to 
if you take them, like when you catch them, you bring your cooler full of them to mm-hmm. uh, a, an actual, and, and they pay you. Oh yeah, wow! Based on I think weight or size or something like that. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah, a guy made like seventy thousand last year doing it. I mean, he had to catch like seven thousand of them, but like he. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing it for sport, I guess it's kind of like just not even sport, but hobby. You're yeah. doing the motions mm-hmm. of fishing. So it's cool. Like when we caught the northern <laughs> pikes, you just beat them on the head. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's eagles. Oh, fun. So like we I, we tossed them and the eagles came straight down. Like I had, wish I had my camera because yeah. they came straight down and they... Like you the should one was have like, definitely had one your was camera. Like 15, one picked one up like 15 feet up from the boat. Which oh was really, wow! Which was really neat. That alone was kind of worth the price of admission. Sure. That and uh, Merwin Lake is a pretty. Did you nap nice afterwards? Week. I did. I okay, crashed. I was gonna ask. I crashed for a few hours and then I went and did yard work. Yeah, I know. I talked to you after you did yard work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to get. I have a. I forgot that our shower is this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it was the eleventh. Okay. Um, that's actually the shower down in Bend. That or Eugene that Kylie's mom is throwing for oh her word. side of the family. Too many showers, dude. You guys are gonna Too be many. fresh, bro. Too many. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we're on the topic. I'm not giving you your shower gift, but I'm giving you a gift. What? Why are you giving me a gift? Because it came, and I I'm impatient. What the fuck did I? It's do? for Wells, not for you. Oh, okay, well that's cool. Ah, that's cool. My dad talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Describe it for the audience. It's a uh, it's a baby onesie. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, it has our logo on it. Say what you mean, and it just and then in our classic purple, it says "My dad talks too much." Say what you mean, <laughs> podcast. Isn't that rad? In white. It's awesome. You had that. I mean, obviously, you had the custom made. Nobody's just uh, selling that. No, but that's really cool. Where'd that's you... hot off the shelves, dude. From Kate and Murray. I don't know. I looked on Amazon for custom made onesies, mm-hmm. and like it was like, oh, it'll be here before the baby shower. But then it came today, and I was like, I gotta give it to him today. All right, well, I appreciate dude, this. Is awesome. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. To watch. And then after he's like shitting it and destroyed it and everything, mm-hmm. we can frame it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, lots of uh, Instagram plugs in the future. I just thought, like, what should it say? Like, my dad fucking talks too much. Like, I was thinking bag of wind. My dad's a bag of wind, but I just thought I'll just put my dad talks too much. And it's it's a very true statement. I do talk a lot, but that's what this is for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's so many things. Other, I, I, do you have anything else you want to add about how you are besides sleepy? We're both very sleepy. I have a poop update if you want a poop update. Sure. It was a man. It was a man? It was a man. And he had gone into the bathroom and prepped the poop and then like just walked throughout the courthouse jiggling out the bottom of his jeans. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. I thought, how, it was a woman. How did you I thought it was a woman too. Everyone had been saying that it was a woman. So, mm. and, But it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a, a squat there. No. Right? It was like a prep and then and then like, I don't know, like a trail of... A breadcrumb trail. So she shit her pants. He. He. No. He went into the potty and prepped. Yeah, but then shit himself. Yes. And then like jiggled it out the bottom of his jeans throughout the courthouse. Well, I mean, he lost a pair of underwear and a pair of jeans. I mean, maybe. Maybe he wasn't even wearing underwear. Who knows? I don't know the details. I just know every now and then I'm getting new details about the poop bandit. That's nuts. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, I, I don't I don't understand being that that mad at a judge. Uh, I mean, I, hopefully we'll never have to know, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like if I was that mad at a judge, there's other things I would do. Like starting a fire? No, that's arson. <laughs> oh. I mean, can you Arson's go to dope. can you go to jail for pooping? Yeah, probably. I mean, you'd have definitely. To, you'd have to prove that it was premeditated, and that you Ooh, and it wasn't just an accident. You should be a lawyer, dude. And that's it wasn't, a good argument. And it wasn't just an accident. That is a good argument. Because I could be like, man, I'm sorry, I lost control of my bowels. I was yeah. really nervous. I thought there would be a private bathroom up here, mm-hmm. and I turned the corner, and there's just a hall. <laughs> <laughs> I like that argument. It probably doesn't hold. But you know, I've been I've been working on my uh, my lawyership. I watched my cousin Vinny the other day. I never seen it. You've never seen that? Mm-hmm. No, it's re- it's pretty. Isn't good. it uh, Danny DeVito? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Okay. Kelly thought the same thing. I did. That was I don't Danny know. DeVito. It's good though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Did you watch Obi Wan? I have not yet, dude. I just wanted to talk to you about Obi Wan <laughs> tonight. That's all I give a shit about. Well, sorry guys. We'll we'll see you next oh, week. Oh, dude. I uh, I haven't watched it yet because. Well, one, I was watching Stranger Things. Bleh. Finished the whole season. Bleh. Well, there's still two more episodes they're going to release in July. It's just two? Yeah. But they're supposed to be like feature length. Hour movie. and a half, yeah. two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, No, I mean, I everything I've read about it is it's like... Are you reading spoilers on Obi-Wan? No, or, I haven't read it. Were you talking about Stranger Things right there? Um, No, sorry. I was, I was going to talk. I was transitioning to Obi-Wan. Back to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay. Dude, can I spoil something? Yeah, no, okay. go for it. Hopefully you're, you've seen it if you're listening. But we get to see the moment when Obi-Wan is told that Anakin didn't live. Or that, Anakin's, that Anakin didn't die. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like the moment he realizes, because An- he left Anakin, mm-hmm. he left him for dead. Yeah. And we get to see on this show the moment when he finds out, oh, shit. Which you got to full kill that dude. You just don't. Yeah, you, especially you a got, Sith Lord. Got, he like, killed all those younglings. I know you got to full kill that. Like in in Warzone, you knock a dude in the in the uh, in the gas. Yeah. You can't. You don't know if he's got a self revive. Nope. Double tap, dude. You got to You got to full kill that. Yeah. That that's that's that was a. I expected. I mean, I expected better. Really looking back on that, I expected better from Obi Wan. He got compassion from Obi Wan, but that's his brother, Is man. Is that compassion? Letting a dude burn in lava. No, Instead maybe of, that's exactly yeah, what he, I guess he just let him wanted to let him yeah, burn. Yeah, he's like, you know what? You went against the Republic. Now you can just sit here and crisp. Not just the Republic, like your own creed, your own people. Yeah, your brother, dude. Yeah, you killed younglings. Yeah. Anyways, you got to watch it, dude. Right, I it's it's so good. It's Ewan McGregor who's amazing. There's some it's bad acting Obi-Wan. though. Like I I didn't so know that. So there is some shit going on. People are really calling out the third sister, um, yeah. the woman who plays yeah. that. Is she a bad actress yeah, or something? Yeah, she's not good. So there's people calling her out for like it's like that's like she's not. It, it's a bad. It's either a poorly written character or it's bad acting. But people are like coming after those people as if it's like a, it's racially charged. And I okay. D- I mean, maybe maybe some of it is. I can't see every comment out there, but I feel like. That's kind of par for the course. A lot of people have gotten shitty acting complaints mm-hmm. from Star Wars fandom. For sure. Because of the crappy writing. It may not even be her. 
she's just maybe trying to do the best she can do with a poorly written character. That's exactly a great point. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's writing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's direction. Yeah. We don't know. Mm-hmm. If somebody does a scene and it's not good, it's on the director to say, let's try that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And there has been poorly casted people. Hayden Christensen is not good. <laughs> has taken how much heat for decades because of his 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 performance during Clone Attack of the Clones and um and to a lesser extent Revenge of the Sith. He was better in Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's when it's when the argument is that and I've seen this that Obi-Wan is being ruined because of wokeness. And then there's like oh, the video is about haven't her. Haven't seen it, but oh, really? Yes, that's racist shit. Mm-hmm. Clearly racist. Yeah. Is she a good actress? From what I've seen, it's corny as hell. But is it ruining the show for me? Mm-hmm. Fuck no! I love Obi Wan. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Leia is a child in it. Yeah. Not a good actress, but she's a child, mm-hmm. so we forgive it. Yeah, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it. Not a great actor. What's with them casting these D-list celebrities like Bill Burr being in Mandalorian? Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it. I kind of like Bill Burr being in it, but I mean, it's. But yes, he was fifty-fifty for me. For sure, he's not great. There was some stuff that was really bad with him. Yeah, and some stuff that was really good. When they went to that secret uh, empire base mm-hmm. on that jungle world, I, I forget. And he like sits down and has that conversation with that old uh, superior officer who got a bunch of hit Bill Burr's guys killed. Mm, and, yes, and then he ends up just like basically Han Soloing, blasting the dude in the mm-hmm. face. That was. That was pretty good. Okay. That showed it pretty good chops. Yeah. But the first episode that Bill Burr was in. When they're in their like prison? Yeah. yeah. The prison ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad. The episode's bad or his acting? His acting is bad. But it doesn't ruin the episode. No. That's where I'm at. Okay. Is this acting going to ruin Obi-Wan? No. But I, I don't understand the problem. I mean, you know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. cares? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're spoiled with the sequels because John Boyega is amazing. Um, Daisy Ridley was solid. What's his name? Uh, who plays Poe? Who was on Moon Knight? He's... Ah, shit. I can't remember. Me neither. I can't remember. He crushes it. He's the best actor of the book. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, maybe there's that movie level quality that people are wanting in Obi-Wan. But also, Disney's got to save some money because they're loaded and they can't spend all the money on it. <laughs> uh, I will say that I think we were misdirected by um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson. He's going to be in an animated I heard that. Series. I heard that he's been recording voice parts, Mm -hmm. but then there was a report that he wasn't going to do anything Star Wars because, unless it was a movie, because he just values the big screen way more. And in these two episodes, everything is leading to Qui-Gon Jinn. Which would literally make me probably cry. Yeah. If they if they brought back Qui Gon, I mean, dude, there's some moments in that where you're just like, <gasps> like when you get to, like I said, when Obi Wan finds out that Anakin's alive, I'm just like, holy shit! Like it's so rad, so rad. Um, anyways, so gotta watch it, dude. It's so good. I'll, I'll get. I'll, I, I want to nerd out. I will get to it. Um, you know, I love Star. 
I love Star Wars. It's yeah. of the fantasy of the fantasy of the like of the I have main, a question of the for mainstream well. of the mainstream fantasy story. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. Okay. Um, but yeah. No, it's let me ask you this question. I found this on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> you have to lose three you have to lose three forever and any future projects of these cinematic universes. Okay. So, so I have to drop three. Yes, okay. forever. There forever. will never be another production made by this company or of this universe. But I still have what's currently made? Or yes, okay. yes. Okay. okay, so I'm going to read them to you, and then I'll show you for the visual because it's helped okay. to pick. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars. Okay. Harry Potter. Okay. 007. Okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Star Trek. Okay. Indiana Jones. Okay. Fast and Furious. <laughs> There's not enough I, of them, dude. <laughs> DC. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Okay. Back to the Future. Okay. Avatar. Dude, I have like two that I would actually care about continuing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's only... I, I could okay, give a then, shit. Then give me three that you want to see continued. Okay, that's a better question because I don't give a... F- <laughs> Fast and the Furious needed to end after like two. Okay. Um, Indiana. Indiana Jones was so good, but dude, Island of the Crystal Skull legitimately like hurt my feelings. I just rewatched it. It's good until they get to the jungle. It's not bad. I know you hate the fridge scene, and that is like the one, the worst okay, part. Okay, but there are certain things that a movie cannot come back from. I, I maintain that you could have a great film for ninety percent of it, uh-huh. and if your ending is that level of garbage yeah. and unbelievable, it was. It just, it was. I forgot how bad it. I was. I mean, and we're talking about a movie where literally like Nazis' faces were melting off because they opened some fucking box. Yeah, in the first one, and but yeah, that like for some reason is is actually believable mm-hmm. in the context of everything. Some nuclear blast, and and he like. Because you get big okay. Because the Ark of the Covenant, obviously, that is rooted in lore, right? And like, if you're suspending your belief to that extent, something like that exists, mm-hmm. then it theoretically would just have that effect. When but someone... also, there's something to the the main character being critical to mm-hmm. that suspension of reality. Yeah, like he he calls bullshit the whole time mm-hmm. until yeah, we yeah, actually yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, but the the fridge scene. And Shia LaBeouf swinging from like okay, those, vines those are easily with that shitty ass CGI. The two worst scenes in that movie. Yes, but I Dude. I maintain if we can just ignore the fridge scene here, all yeah, of can you get that? Back yeah, from me? we can ignore the if we can ignore the fridge scene. Okay. The movie's not bad until we get to the jungle when he's like swinging, like he like gets knocked out of the truck and is like looks to his monkey buddies and he's like, let's do this. It's it's even watching it. I'm just like, oh, this is so dumb. But I'm still not. I'm mm-hmm. still not completely checked out. Okay, but you also like. Okay, it. You also like, and this is just whatever it is. Yeah. This is what this comment is. What it is. You like Indiana Jones far more than I do. I so. like Indiana Jones. Number two is so fucking good. It's. I mean, it's good. It's so right. Good. Some of the and I love some of the 
some of the stuff like behind the scenes, like the the whole where he shoots the the swordsman mm-hmm. um, in the streets. Yeah, after that was waving the knife around. Yeah, because yeah. that that wasn't planned to do that. Right, he would just have he had like the flu and he wanted to be done recording <laughs> for the day, so he just like takes out his his fake gun and shoots, shoots the him. guy. Yeah, and they they decided to to go with it That's because it, it made I didn't know that it, it made sense. I didn't know that it, it looked better than what they had actually planned, which oh. was him like getting into a, a fight. A fight. Um. The ending with the crystal skull and the aliens and like the lasery eye. What's her name? Mm-hmm. The the Nazi. She was Nazi, right? Or was she Cold War? No, Russian. she's like Cold War Russian. Yeah. yeah. Either way, ridiculous. So here's your list. So <laughs> sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. So Star Wars. I need more. Okay. Um. I agree. I need more Lord of the Rings. I don't care. Really, it's love, not on I my it's not on my stop list, but mm-hmm. it's on my I don't care. Okay. <laughs> and have you read those books? Uh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't read like. I haven't read. Like the Cimmerillion, which is like the creation of like how Middle Earth was created in the first and second ages. Okay. Because Lord of the Rings takes place in the third age. Hmm. So there was like anyway, it does that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Was it written after Lord of the Rings? Before. Oh, oh no, wow. no, no. It was written after Lord okay, of the Rings. It was okay. written after Lord of the like Rings, a prequel. but it takes place before gotcha, gotcha. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um God damn it, Jake. No, you're fine. <laughs> I, I, I I've seen it enough. Um and then the th- only other th- the only one really one I guess I would want more from is Star Trek. Oh, okay. Because I don't want any more from Harry Potter. Why? Did you see the newest one? No, I have not seen Secret Dude. of Dumbledore yet. I me ev- neither. <laughs> ev- no, I don't want anything more oh, from Harry. Like I don't I want did. anything more from Harry Potter because so far, J.K. Rowling and anybody connected with it has not proven that they can do this. Can do the story any justice? Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Thank so you. So, in the me same that. sense that you're saying that, okay, okay, I absolutely. Because I'm such a fan and don't want it touched, no more Back to the Future. Like, please, for the love of God. That's a good point. Do not yeah. touch it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Um, so that's one I'm absolutely fine. Just like no future project. Mm-hmm. But it says you have to lose three forever. So maybe we do lose it. Like you just don't have it anymore? Yeah. Okay. Well, under that, <laughs> um, buy Avatar. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Uh, buy Fast and Furious. For sure. And now it gets a little bit tougher. It does get tougher. Uh, for me... I think you're going to mm-hmm. say what I'm going to say. What, what are you going to say? Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I was between Jurassic Park and, um, and Back to the Future, but... Jurassic Park has one like really solid movie first one that's it yeah you're right the other are fun and they're fun to watch again but it's the new ones are trash city dude i haven't even seen them why are we if they're genetically engineering dinosaurs to be like more more like bigger and vicious for the attraction of their park so as a as a viewer of this movie I'm watching dinosaurs get loose in a park that is constructed for visitors, and it's terrifying to imagine that situation. Mm-hmm. 
I don't need a fake-ass dinosaur to be created and then let loose to up the ante. If you put a fucking T-Rex in my neighborhood, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I'm good. That's yeah. enough. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. But now you make this like fucking specialized dinosaur that can like heal itself or whatever the fuck. And it's like, that's just, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. They're bad. The premise of the first one was so good. Yeah. Like, so, so good. Number two made a little bit more sense because it was like, there was like some other lab that was doing things not for science, but for profit. Yes. And then it got away from them. And then some people were going to go try to capture those for entertainment purposes back on the mainland. Mm-hmm. All of that. And then that get, that gets away from them. Two's premise, even though it was really cheesy and Vince yep. Vaughn sucked in that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Because they had like those stupid. But Jeff like, Goldblum's still in it, so. Yeah. Like, well, Jeff Goldblum made it. But it was really dumb because of all of the... Uh, um. Uh, wh- why can't I? Th- what's the m- movie Fury Road, uh, Thunderdome, Mad Max? Mad Max. The Mad Max style vehicles they were using to catch the dinosaurs. Oh, like the side. Oh yeah, riding next to mm-hmm. them, and then yes, 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 yes. That's that was stupid. But okay. Um. Three garbage ass. I don't remember. That, that's where three. they start. That's where they start getting into the genetic modification. Yeah. Of it. And then oh the, yes, I remember the Spinosaurus, yes. which did exist technically, but it wasn't. It wasn't in the same period as mm-hmm. as the T Rex. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess if you're bringing all these back to life, they could exist in the same right. like on the same time. But ugh, it was bad. It was just really bad. They tried bringing back Doctor Grant. Um, and the third one, yeah, oh, and then Billy was an adult. The kid from the first one. Oh, with the claw, and he scares him. Yeah. Oh yeah. no no. The kid who the, survived. The kid, the kid who was at Jurassic Park in the first one. Gotcha. He's like an adult, oh. and he goes with Doctor Grant there because I need to watch that again. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's really emotional, and he kind of sucks. Oh, okay. And then because Doctor Grant and uh, his love interest from the first one, I can't yeah. remember her. They're separated, uh-huh. and then. He like Dr. Grant keeps trying to get a hold of her to come rescue them. And she sends literally like the Marines, the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force to the island to uh-huh. rescue them. Yeah, dude. Fucking stupid. <laughs> like it's just because they, they get to they they're running from the Spinosaurus and they get to the beach and then there's literally like a whole spearhead of like US military. Yeah. And the so whoever is like the kid who was lost on the island's like, she sent the Air Force, Marines, Army, and Navy. You're like, and then it was, just, oh, it was so bad. I'll it have was to just watch really it. Bad. And you haven't watched any of the new ones? No. Oh, no. That, wow. that over CGI piece of shit. Yeah. There, I tried watching half hour, the very first one with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, no. No? No. Okay. Because it's, I'm sorry, like the reason why the first one holds up so well is because practical it was effects. Practical effects. Yeah. And they you, had CGI. But they used them in combination. Yes. So it looked, it even though like okay you know those are fake it's still for some reason it looks like it looks like it it, it the, the world looks lived in yes whereas that's what i'm talking about or, grounded if mm-hmm. a t-rex is walking through my neighborhood that's scary as shit yeah. if it's some genetically modified one you're asking me now to suspend some belief to then then be afraid of something mm-hmm. when i'm already afraid of the simplest version of what you're selling yeah. Yeah, it's lazy writing. It is it's, fucking it's lazy. lazy. Um, I re I just rewatched those. 
Um, the Chris Pratt ones? No, God, no. The first two. Oh, okay. Um, and the first one, um, it. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Oh, the CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking on Twitter, clearly, because everything I have today is from Twitter. Um, <laughs> and it, that it responses mm-hmm. to that question I asked you, there was like a, a Gen Z person and was like, as, as, as a Gen Z um, kid, uh, I, I, my eye has been trained by like current CGI, right? Mm-hmm. And to be able to spot CGI. And their tweet was like, I have watched this first Jurassic Park and it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that it says so much about where we are in computer graphics and being able to like, you know, even even like what we're talking about, like in the Marvel universe and stuff like mm-hmm. all these cartoony, like bright colors of what we're seeing. That movie's dark mm-hmm. and it's gritty and it's you're mixing like you're saying, mixing the CGI with practical effects and it's it's grounded. Mm-hmm. So Jurassic Park one. I mean, we can let go of Jurassic Park if we have to, but we do lose that first movie. We do lose the first movie, which just <laughs> sucks because that's like the only good dinosaur movie. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen The Good Dinosaur? The Good Dinosaur? Yeah. Pixar. No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your other two? What, which ones would you lose? Oh, dude. I th- So I think we agreed. Uh, Jurassic Park, Avatar, and Fast and Furious. Okay. I mean, gotcha. fa- Fast and Furious. I, I didn't. I didn't hear you. I, I, I guess I didn't hear you agree to. Yeah. Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious only has one good movie, mm-hmm. and it's the first one. Yeah. I don't care about the other ones. I've seen most of them, not all of them at all. I stop at like nine, nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Avatar has one movie. How the fuck is this even on the list? Yeah, it's not even a universe no. at this point. I mean, the second one's coming out, but. And Disney bought Dude, it. How bad does that look? I mean, this it, the second one. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for I it? I think so. Where they're all underwater stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I and don't care. Not only, I mean, Avatar. It's not even a unique story. It's literally dances. Pocahontas, dude. It's dances with wolves. Oh, I don't know dances with wolves. You haven't seen that with Kevin Costner? No. Oh, uh, it's just the whole thing, like colonizing, colonizing, yeah. and the and then the the white protagonist goes goes like native oh really yeah because he okay it sounds definitely more dances with wolves than like well well so like dances with wolves he's a u.s calvary Mm. um officer yeah and he gets he gets taken prisoner by lakota sioux and then and then eventually begrudgingly um earns their respect and then becomes a warrior for them and then he fights with the lakota against the u.s calvary is it a good movie it's good oh is it true no oh <laughs> um, I just had to ask. Well, it's it just it 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 it's it's good, but it's also kind of it almost seems almost you know it's it's main it's those movies came out as a way to hold up a mirror to like expose colonialism. Yeah. but I think in a way they also kind of reinf- they also kind of whitewash colonialism oh, a little I'm bit sure. too because it's it's I don't know I, it 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 kind of it portrays the natives as a noble savage mm-hmm. as an in the it is it's it really plays in the noble noble savage trope, trope. yeah yeah which there were people living in their own environment they did bad things they did good things right they, they're they were, humans yeah they're, they're they're humans right they have their own culture that that did shit yeah so it portraying them in in this in this way of like this no like they're like this noble this mm-hmm. noble savage just like yeah it was mm. it just that kind of stuff makes me cringe avatar made me cringe yeah it's just I don't, know, I don't get it. 
And like Disney has like a whole like Avatar ride and a whole Avatar like area like land that you can go and see in Disney World. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about any of that. But people loved it for some reason. I don't get it. I think it was just they wanted to they wanted to see blue people sex or something. I mean, I guess. I guess I went and saw Jeff Ross. See that as a comedian, I just have never found funny. Dude, I don't really think he's great either. But I was for free. Oh, so I'm going to go. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounded like I was shitting on you going there. Yeah. If you really. Wow, comedy, dude. Wow. Comedy is obviously is very subjective. So if you find Jeff it's Ross. It's not. Anything that I enjoy <laughs> is the right shit. If you, if you find a guy funny, go for it. Yeah. But yeah, just Jeff Ross. That's cool. Anyway, tell me about the show. A Rose Master, dude. I Have heard. You, isn't he. Him and Netflix are doing a series on roasts, right? They did like a historical roast. Which I, I haven't watched, but I'm, I'm interested in to see how we might feel about it. They a historical have, roast. Yeah, so they'll have like um, people come out as historical figures, and then they'll roast those historical figures. Like Bob Saget comes out dressed as Abraham Lincoln, and then they roast Abraham Lincoln. Is it historically accurate? I don't know, man. Jeff Ross was making some jokes that were like historically rooted. And I was like, damn, that's like that's a that's a historical poll right there. Um, hmm. A lot of it was having to do with like the uh, the um, the royals in England. Oh, okay. And I was like, dude, that is he's polling right there. Like, how are people like laughing at this joke? And I guess people are smarter than I give them credit for. But or they're just like dumbly like. Ur, ur, ur. I think that's mo- I. Who did I watch <laughs> talking about comedy? Where Kevin? Oh, someone was talking about comedy. Was it um, Kevin? No, it wasn't Kevin Hart. Maybe it was Kevin Hart talking about how. No, it was talking about. It was Larry the Cable Guy was talking about this. Mm. He was saying, "You lose your chops as a comedian." Yes, when people are this. already laughing at you, already laughing at your joke before the punchline because yes. they came there expecting to laugh, and it makes you lazy as a comedian. Yep. And so I think there is a lot of that. People go to comedy shows expecting to laugh so they already they're going to laugh no matter what comes out of someone's I'm so judgy like I'll sit there quietly Mm -hmm. make me laugh dude make me laugh yeah tell me something good there was a comedian who was doing like trans jokes before dude the whole the tension in the room was fucking it was awkward dude but also I had a conversation about those jokes today with someone and it's like it seems to be like what everyone's going to, right? To be like edgy or like pushing the envelope. Mm. And it's like comedians always kind of, always kind of reflect on like social narratives or like try to push mm. back or hold a mirror up, right? Sure. But some of these jokes are just like, like I call it like low hanging fruit. Like you're not even trying, you're just trying to be offensive. Mm. And then people laugh because it's awkward. That line of joke writing. Exactly what I just said. You're trying to be offensive, but people are just laughing because it's awkward. Like, that is not... You haven't earned a laugh there, Mm-mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair criti- it's lazy. criticism. It's yeah. lazy. So, um, overall, I think Jeff Ross, uh, he had some good jokes. I mean, he had some good stuff. My my favorite part is knowing that he, he is really good friends with Bob Saget and um, all these other comedians. But mm-hmm. the, the ones who have passed recently... Um, what's his name? Who did Iago? I can't remember. Oh, my God. 
Why am I blanking on it? Anyways, so, like, his job is to, like, roast. That's what he's always been famous for is, like, the roast master general is what he's called. All of Comedy Central's roasts, he is, like, the host of the roast. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. And he'd always come up and just roast people. Um, so, I mean, overall, I think... He had, like I said, he had some good jokes, right? But the the best part of what he did, uh, before I get to that, it was um, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. he's really good friends with both those guys. And he's bringing up their deaths. And he's, like, ripping on them. But as their friend mm -hmm. and knowing just the comedy culture, I'm sure they would appreciate him roasting them for sure. in yeah. death, right? So that Bob was, Saget always was good at taking a joke. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And so did I tell you what he, uh, he said about Bob Saget? Mm -mm. He said that, you know, he was like, uh, I won't do it justice because I'm not a comedian. But he was talking about how, you know, Bob did die doing what he loved. He was out on the road and he was doing shows. And after a show, he came back to his hotel room and he just slipped and fell. Which is kind of ironic for somebody who used to host America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole room just groans, dude. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Um, but, you know, the best part of it was when he had, he was like, all right, you know what I do. Let's do it. He had eight volunteers come up mm -hmm. to get roasted. And they just ro he just roasted them. Um, and I, I, I appreciate and I value comedians who do a little bit of crowd work mm -hmm. because you got to be quick and you got to you have your chops have got to be like ready and so for him to kind of just kind of i'm sure stuff is pre-written pre-thought about you know I, if i ever run into somebody who has this occupation this is something i could say you know mm -hmm. things like that so that part of it was kind of felt looser a little more comfortable a little more intimate and a little more fun um when you're on your discussion of Larry the Cable Guy, I mean, dude, you're playing stadiums. Kevin Hart playing mm -hmm. stadiums. Joe Rogan's doing stadiums. They're laughing before you finish a joke mm -hmm. in stadiums. Yeah, that was the main point. It's like the stadium. Yes. Stadium versus the intimate comedy yes. club. The intimate comedy club, he said, they will let you know when you suck. Yes. Whereas stadiums, are, you have them from the second you walk on the stage. Yep. yep. And so watching these comedians lately, because I've been going to more shows lately, watching them at the helium it's very small very mm -hmm. intimate and if you say something they can hear you and they're gonna talk shit back or not mm -hmm. or ignore you right and i don't know it's just been fun were, um, there, were there any hecklers or attempted hecklers? dude there was a girl who just kept like she was in the back clearly wasted kept just like saying shit out loud and just being obnoxious and then to his misfortune, he selected her as one of the eight to come up. Not knowing. She just seemed eager to come up. So he's like, you come up. And so she's standing in. They're all standing up against the back wall. And he's kind of just like turned around like squad firing at him, right? Just back and forth picking on him. And then everything he's saying at these people, she's just going, Wah! yeah. And he just looks at her and he goes, Hey, why do you keep wooing everything I say? Come here. Come and talk to me. So she like comes off the wall and steps forward. You can tell by the way she's walking, she's shit-faced. So she reaches for the mic, dude, in his hand, and just goes, Fuck Amber Heard! <laughs> he just he rips the mic out of her, and he's like, Don't touch my fucking mic! And then he's like, Anyways, and then she's so she like starts rubbing all over him, and he's like, You can touch me, just don't touch my microphone. And he looks at the crowd and goes, I think we're all getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, he just was trash talking her, dude. He's like, you're wasted. You can't even stand up straight. And she's like, fuck Amber Heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, like, he was making fun of her attire mm-hmm. and told her that her boobs were lopsided. And she was about to pull him out. And security had to jump up and be like, okay, all right, all right, and escort her out. And Jeff was like, hey, like, be, be nice. You know, she doesn't have to go, but she needs to go sit down. <laughs> so that was, like, the extent of, like, the obnoxiousness. But I've never seen anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it was just obnoxious, dude. I don't get it. Like, they say act like it's a theater show, right? You mm-hmm. don't do that in a theater. But, but there's a two-drink minimum, and you have people there drinking, and they're out looking for a good time. Make me laugh, clown. And then... <laughs> You're going to, I mean, there's infamous videos of, of people roasting, right? And there's an infamous documentary called Heckler. It's probably my favorite documentary of all time by Jamie Kennedy. Talking to all these comedians about their worst Heckler moments. And it's great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Jeff Ross wasn't amazing. He's not my favorite comedian. And he got some good laughs out of me. But I'm telling you, like, I don't know if I have told you, but I went and saw David Tell a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. And I never watched anything of David Tell Prior to to watching David Tell and seeing David Tell live, my favorite comedian has always had always been Louis C.K. Um, and then you know that's not allowed anymore because he asked women to jerk off in front of them. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I like comedy, but let's. I haven't. I, I kind of fell out of it. And then I saw David Tell, and I was like, oh my god, just. Such stupid, simple jokes. It's the simplicity of a joke that, like, sometimes, like, when it's said and you can just see it, you can visually see the joke leave their mouth and go over the heads of the entire room, but a few. Mm. That makes my day. When you can say something so, so, like, there's a labyrinth to get to the end of the joke in your mind. Mm -hmm. They say it and you're like, wait a minute. And then you realize it. That is my favorite. When you have to think about it. Like, what the fuck did he just say? Oh, my God. Um, so I started watching a bunch of spe- specials on Netflix. Like, I watched Ricky Gervais, and, dude, he just says shit. <laughs> and he's getting in trouble because of the things he says on that that special, too. But, um, yeah. Everybody's in trouble these days. Yeah, right? I know. I know. And that point is made very often in, in comedy world. But was Jeff Ross the best? No. But for free, fuck, I'll go. You know what I mean? So it was free. You just had to buy two drinks. I mean, my friend bought the tickets. Oh, he's okay. he's buying tickets to every show. Like he just loves comedy, so he'll spend like four hundred dollars almost every month on shows, not guaranteeing or lining up people to go with him. And then he'll say, "Hey, do you want to you want to go to David Tell?" I'm like, "Sure." Hey, do you want to go to Jeff Ross? All right. So I just keep end up going because cool. he's got no one else to go with. Um, but it was cool. I got to meet him and just have a quick moment with him and and he and so did matt and he was super nice his cousin opened up for him and i have these shorts that are just like summer shorts that i wear but they're like jungle print with tigers on them hmm. and i wore them and i'm like why the fuck would i wear these to the roast masters comedy show this is the <laughs> worst idea ever so then when i guess subcon- subconsciously you were hoping to get chosen i guess or i mean i guess i could have been if i tried harder but also i didn't want to once i realized what shorts i was wearing i was like there's no fucking way <laughs> i was like i better think of comebacks just in case i get called on <laughs> and i really did i promise you i thought of them um but 
uh, his cousin opened up and he was wearing like this jungle printed shirt. So then when we went up to meet him, I said, hey, I got the memo on the jungle printed attire. And he like fist bumped me because we were both wearing jungle print. Also, roasting you about your 1930s dinner. <laughs> I, there was some clutch jokes in there and I just need to pat myself on the back again about my polio joke. I'm just going to say that <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was well done. Um, that pretty much made... Uh, the other Jeff friends with me, I think, because he's always been kind of standoff. Like he's never really like, I guess he's never really like actually like engaged, engaged with yeah. me at all. But um, something about <laughs> making fun of uh, my family dinner, which was, <laughs> I, it never even it's dawned on. It's not a big deal. It's not that big it, deal. It, it, no, it, it's not. Like, and, and I don't care that I was get, like getting like roasted about it. But it was just it, that was something that never would have occurred to me. How like kind of weird seeming that all it it's all not was. weird seeming it's weird seeming to dimitri because he's weird <laughs> <laughs> anyway it just that was a fun that was a fun uh like few minutes yeah yeah plus we were winning two on on warzone so that yeah. all made it it's been fun yeah. gaming um with that said dude i've been telling jokes at orientation have you for jurors nice i'll tell you more about that later but okay. i'm working on some material nice <laughs> my only audience who's forced to be there <laughs> hey, after uh, an audience is still an audience that's right so uh i don't know what you want to talk about in the world man but there's a lot i mean it's kind of continuation of other shit you've you've got you know gripes with democrats in washington um i've got gripes with everybody right now. that's true grinding your gears i'm just i'm pissed at everybody right now why like who give me the just ever i'm pissed at I'm pissed at both him. sides. Of, I'm pissed at both sides of the gun debate. Of the gun debate. Yeah. Oh. Really. Okay. Pissed, very, very angry and pissed at. What both is? Sides. What are you most pissed about? Pro gun and most pissed about anti gun. Uh, I'm pissed at the willful blindness of the pro gun, and okay. I'm pissed of the willful ignorance of like uh, the the willful ignorance of of gun laws and the reality around like current gun, gun laws and legislation mm-hmm. yeah and what's and what's actual actually feasible like they're just literally screaming shit that whether numbers would even back up it would even be effective at all mm-hmm. it's just like we need to do something do this and if you don't do it you kill kids okay it's like no like, like there's what? A, there's a political reality assault weapons ban okay is that? I, I, I don't think that okay. an assault weapons ban is a, is an effective means to curbing these mass shootings. Okay. If it's only done by itself. Okay. What else needs to happen? Well, I don't even think that it necessarily needs to happen because okay. I don't think that the necessarily that particular tool mm-hmm. in and of itself is indicative of these mass of these the causation of these mass shootings. Let me let only, me. only 16% of mass shootings have involved AR 15. Okay. <laughs> We're talking percentages now for mass shootings, by the way, which is terrible. That's fucking terrible. All of this is with the caveat <laughs> that something needs to be fucking done. Yeah. But just having all of these pie in the sky, like confiscate. Yeah. Ban all of these buzzwords. Yeah. Dude, it doesn't stand a snowball's chance of hell of getting passed. Yeah. What about you see Trudeau banning talking about the banning of hand handguns? Yeah, I mean that's Canada. It's 
I mean, different than the United States. Well, it's let's very, talk about it's very Canada. Different, it's a very different culture. Yeah, fuck Canada, dude. <laughs> I mean, that might work for Canadian. That might work for Canadians. Why doesn't it? Why wouldn't it work for the United States? It's com- vastly different. Vastly different political reality. Like vastly different political realities. You don't have. You don't have one. One. You don't have a, a, a deep rooted like culture of gun ownership and hunting and recreation shooting as you do in the United States. The amount okay. of guns that exist in Canada are far less than. But how do do we know the numbers on like one, let's say hunting? One, it's it's also it's a parliamentary system, so things are easier to get passed versus okay. a, a presidential system. So maybe with a that's the problem here. With the bicameral legislature, maybe that's the problem here. What do you What do you mean? Is the two party system? Uh, no, it's it's deeper than the two party system. It's it's structural. It's it's the it's equal representation. Both parties have 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 voting power. Okay. Whereas in a parliamentary system, the party in power mm-hmm. is the only ones that vote and vote on legislation. Okay. The minority parties, other than throwing a shit fit on the on the floors of parliament, mm-hmm. don't have don't. don't have any okay. power. Okay. So I mean, it's just there's the, the one, and then also they don't have a constitution that upholds the an individual like doesn't uphold a, a person's right, right to yeah. to. F- to uh, own a firearm and then whatever level right is debatable yeah. that, that's up to the courts to decide and whatever but there still is a guaranteed constitutional right to owning a firearm but that doesn't mean that can't change no there's i mean that's why in article five of the constitution there is an amendment yeah, process yeah for stuff sure. can get changed but for what sure. what is the actual reality of that getting changed it's not gonna two, happen two-thirds of, of a congress happen. that yeah. can't pass anything <laughs> a presidential signature supreme court has to be like that okay and then okay. two-thirds of the states would have to ratify but i'm it. seeing republicans just say as a statement not that they're not wrong right because what we're talking about is kind of the structure and depth of what actual change looks like and the process right we're talking about processes yeah what their gut responses are well it's law What the Second Amendment? Yes, they're saying that. I mean, they're saying it's, it's like when people are okay. like, "Dude, we need, we need, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. What can we do?" Well, it's law. Two A, it's law. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the willful blindness okay. aspect. I'm talking. I'm not about. saying that you're not addressing that, but I'm saying, I'm saying like specifically. Well, I can only shit on one side at a time. <laughs> can you? Because <laughs> I know a guy <laughs> who can spread it around. <laughs> He'll just okay. j- just jiggle it in his pants. Yeah, as he walks. dude. Okay, so I mean, I think willful blindness is kind of self-explained, they, they, right? They, yeah, I mean, they refuse they refuse to to see the problem for what it is. Right, right, right. In that, it is access to guns to certain people. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I feel like okay, those people suck. Yeah, right. They suck. It's they're, shitty, dude. They're ignorant. They're they are just dumb. Mm-hmm. They're legitimately dumb. Borderline. Ooh, what? Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to know if I want to go all the way there. Okay, maybe not. But <laughs> mm, it's borderline evil at this point. Okay. That. You can see what is happening. Yeah. 
how many thousands of people thousands. have been killed by firearms. Yeah. And also, and, and specifically these mass targeted shootings. Mm-hmm. And to say that guns have no ish have no part in it. Yeah. <laughs> and the res- and the ever changing and less like in weaker and weaker arguments, but yet they still will die. They still hold up those weak arguments as if it is the goss. It is as if it is gospel and the strongest argument they've ever thought about Ted Cruz and doors. Yeah. Or, um, the Ron Johnson from uh, Wisconsin, the Senator mm-hmm. from Wisconsin saying that it's a, it's a wokeness camp. problem. It's yeah. a wokeness it's problem. Because people are understanding each other more. Yeah, it's 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 a like we're teaching wokeness and we've removed all of the values from from that schools. That is insanity. So then, like the like Missouri Congress mm-hmm. post put out a a map of wokeness epicenters mm-hmm. and like the most like basically saying these are like the hotbeds for these mass shooters. And at the at the center of all those epicenters are schools. How are you? It's, you're literally wokeness. you're literally putting like oh schools. Yeah. <gasps> So you're literally putting a target on these fucking schools for these whack jobs who like the okay, so the dude who shot up Buffalo yeah. was influenced by great replacement theory. What's that? That's basically saying that minorities and like oh, basically yes, the Democratic yes, Party yes. are trying to replace white people. Yes. Oh so my if God. you're a person who believes something like that, yeah. and then you've got and a political entity saying Here's where these ideas are stemming are from. Are stemming like the wokeness who are trying to replace you. Yeah, it's stemming from these cadres, these de- these like liberal cadres, mm-hmm. which are out there. I don't know, like uh, indoctrinating our youth. Yeah, who are then going to replace you? Yeah, as a white man. That's where you go to stop. Then it. you're like, you're, that's where you go to stop it. It's it's Mystic Pizza off the yes. QAnon thing, yeah. where the guy was going to go free all of the child slaves at, in the pizza parlor in Virginia. <laughs> we're, I'm a, we're off topic, mm-hmm. but that was all worth saying. <laughs> okay, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for validating all of that. <laughs> Nobody else gives a fuck. <laughs> Um, that was awesome. The anyway, how can you not? You talk about doors and wokeness, and mm-hmm. it's all of these things that are not cl- obvious. Obviously, the tool matters. Yeah, right. Like okay. people aren't going and using hammers. Using hammers. Mm-hmm. Um. Which that was a glorious video, by yeah. the way. Like, way to call that dude on the floor, and then he was just like, "Well, it's still my right." Yeah. Like, okay, well, nobody's arguing that's your right. We're yeah. Just saying like, "Hey, man, like, let's look, let's look at things a little mm-hmm. more deeper, ob- uh, critically, yeah, a little bit more objectively, yeah. right?" Just like, yeah, guns. Like, Pragmatic. You can you can be like, I believe in the right to own firearms, but I can also recognize that firearms are a problem mm-hmm. for this specific thing, and so, like for because it's causing. Massive amounts of death. Yeah. And therefore, we should probably do something about that. On the flip side. Yeah. You can't like people constantly not. I shouldn't say you because it's not you. Mm-hmm. But there are a wide variety. There's a wide swath of people mm-hmm. who are like, 
we've got to do something and when it's got to be sweeping and it in in anything less than what we want is not good enough and mm-hmm. if you and if you try to talk about anything actual pragmatism mm-hmm. your baby your republican trump supporting baby killer okay but what about when the representative of the left tweets that he's going to ban ARs and that he's going to have magazine limits and he's going to Biden yes I mean he can but that's where Obama said the same thing too that's what I'm saying when you have that leadership saying that yeah that's a problem then that's what they're gonna want Mm -hmm. and said fuck you you said it now do it I mean you say the same thing about Trump right he says he's gonna do all these things build a wall now go do it you said you're gonna build a wall build it Mm -hmm. that's what we want right yeah but I mean I think those people are saying that regardless of whether Biden is saying it or not I agree. Yes. But I also I mean, I'm just saying like these these solutions aren't just like I mean, maybe. Yes, maybe the immediate solution is like, let's just ban them all. Right. But you also have that language being used by leadership. I mm-hmm. guess it's just my. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know I, it's not worth saying. That's a that's a valid point. <laughs> and it wasn't totally worth saying uh, the. Because you're push pushing. <clears throat> assault weapons bans which okay. okay let's let's suspend reality for a second and say that it actually has an assault weapons ban mm-hmm. modeled after 1994 okay uh the 1994 assault weapons ban can i ask you a question yeah why w- why did that happen because i don't know uh well it was passed by the clinton administration mm-hmm. and it was in wake of um it was it was a broader movement for gun control after um the attempted assassination of ronald reagan okay and uh brady i can't remember his first name mm-hmm. he was uh he was one of he was the so he was the um the secret service agent who took a bullet for reagan okay and was paralyzed okay and his wife led a massive nationwide interesting um push for gun control that's the the bait the brady act the brady bill act was one of the biggest pieces of gun legislation passed mm. not named the gun control act of 1968 or, ni- or 1934 it basically made background checks um for all for any th- for well i gotta be careful because i don't want to misconstrue this a background che- after the Brady when the brady bill was passed mm-hmm. is it it made a standardized background check administered by the federal government um, required for all guns purchased at federal firearms licensed dealers. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they can't be bought other places without background checks. Correct. If okay. you're a licensed dealer and you're selling a firearm, you have to conduct a background check for all f- firearm sales. Okay. But a lot of st- it's, it did not make it for all firearm purchases. Okay. So in most states and even Washington, Oregon, up until the last half decade, mm-hmm. If I were to, if I wanted to sell you one of my guns, yeah. we could just write a bill of sale, or not even a bill of sale. You could hand me cash, I could hand you gun, and off oh wow, we, okay, off we go. Right. You could go to a gun show, and as long as you're not buying it from a licensed dealer, mm-hmm. cash gun, you're out the door. Oh wow, okay. So that when they talk about the gun show loophole, that's yeah. what they're talking about closing, is that. All firearm purchases mm-hmm. re- are legally required to be done with a background check. That's one thing that Washington and Oregon have both done mm-hmm. is that private party transfers of firearms right. have to be done 
have to be facilitated by a federal firearms license dealer. Gotcha. Um, but up and but that still stops short, mm-hmm. saying transfers within families up to first cousins don't require background checks because they're saying that. I think the thought process behind oh. is that you know your family well enough to know if they can own firearms or not. Right. You would still be in trouble if you you had a family member who was a felon mm-hmm. and you sold them a gun and then they were in possession of a felon. What you if you knowing, just gave it to them? And you knowingly knew it was a felon. If you gave a firearm to a felon, one, the felon's going to be in violate, like violation because he can't possess a right. firearm unless he's had his firearm rights restored, um, which is... Rare, very rare mm-hmm. and um you would be in trouble for knowing they'd have to prove that you knowingly mm. that got you it, knew he it. had a felony and you knowingly sold um, it to him i'm anyway. just i'm asking because like it's not contingent on the sale of the gun it could be given as well correct like, yeah, in these circumstances yeah, transfer yeah, yeah a transfer of a fire yeah whether that's gift or for okay. monetary value um so i think when you start talking about quick easy buzzwords mm-hmm bans confiscations no one needs this no one needs a f- an air an assault rifle. oh okay, okay no okay. one needs this take them yeah I, I get the sentiment for sure and at least rooted in that side is a need to protect lives a desire for a solution a, a desire for a solution a yeah. desire to address a problem that is costing lives of thousands of americans every year mm-hmm which is just not just mass shootings, but just gun violence. Yeah. And two, protecting our children in schools, yeah. our most vulnerable population. Yeah. Who are sitting in literal like barrels. Yeah. Yeah. And they're fish and someone's got a shotgun and shoots into that barrel. Yeah. So at least they're coming from a good place. Right. Whereas the other side is like very it's selfish in nature well and it has to be because their arguments are lost on me and mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe that's just me i don't know thinking of myself in a, in a way higher than them but like it's like i'm not i'm not connecting the dots with what you're saying here you're saying you don't want to do it but why well i think it's their they would say it, it's their individual right to own a gun okay and rooted in that individual right is the greater freedom that is that is guaranteed to us by our constitution and a representative. But what government. about the freedom to fucking go to school without so, being murdered? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the same. It's a mask argument. You're not. You're trying to get people who didn't believe in public safety That's for, that's for, by wearing a mask <laughs> to agree to other public health. Oh yeah, greater good arguments. Yeah, because at the root of their quote conservatism comes this. The individual is greater than the collective. Yeah. And that is a belief system that has been trumped and put into them mm-hmm. by the media that they consume for decades now. Yeah. The Glenn Becks, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Mark Levins, the people who predate Sean Hannity. Yeah. The people who predate, um, who are the big guys right Tucker. now? Tucker. Um, the small, the guys that are like on podcasts though. Um, who's the... Shapiro oh, okay. and Crowder, Crowder the yeah. guys that like those are the loudmouth stay. But the yeah, the, the grassroots part of this, this started way before those guys, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so it feels so ingrained right now is right. because that foundation has been built over a long period of mm-hmm. time. So 
on those same sentiments mm-hmm. over and over so, like, and over. You're you're trying to beat a dead. You feel like you're beating a dead horse, but to them, it's rational. Yeah, like they're upholding the individual rights because Ugh. if you lose individual rights, you lose your freedoms, and if you lose your freedoms, you lose your government, and America no longer exists as we know there it. There is no freedom. That's the anarchist in me. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom is an illusion. Yeah, for sure. But and it's an unnecessary illusion for us to maintain that's our what system I'm of government. At. Your fucking illusion of freedom, right? It's not true freedom because we have a Leviathan governing us. We have liberty. Liberty, right? So what is your it's okay, the cost is okay if it's these lives? Because what you're arguing for doesn't fucking exist. Well, be, well, they would then counter that by uh-huh. saying that there are other solutions that would fix the root of the problem. They see that it's a problem. Clearly, they're not only the crazies of the world. Alex right. Jones would say that this is all black. Whoa, whoa, these, are, whoa. these are all um, false flag events. Right. But the majority of people who are still on this no gun control, full mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. argument is that, well, there's other ways to... There's other ways to combat this than blaming an inanimate object because ultimately it's people who are pulling the trigger. The gun, the trigger is not pulling itself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I, I, there are, there is a part of that argument that I buy mm-hmm. because especially the scapegoat is the assault rifle. Right. For sure. When you look at the lethality of it and you look at, I mean, the, Violence. If, if you were to so the amount of times that an assault rifle, mm-hmm. by definition, if it were to be banned, which would be prim- pr- predominantly the AR-15, right? It's the most popular gun in the United States. There's more AR-15s in the U.S. than any other firearm. I think the AR-15 is far more of a buzzword than the other ones that you had mentioned, right? Like, uh, like confiscating and banning. Mm-hmm. I think the there's a fur like buzzword. I I feel like mm-hmm. those are words used. I'm, I'm making yeah. my own my mm-hmm. own argument against me, but I'm saying like the AR-15. That is one that it it has an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's far more of a buzzword because when people hear that, they're like either like oh my god, they they're fearful because they don't completely understand it, or they don't even know what, how to define mm-hmm. it or what that looks like. Yeah. They just know AR-15 bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of a yeah. Buzzword. I mean it, that makes that makes sense because mm-hmm. that's the way it's portrayed. Right. Sorry. Continue. And, and AR like AR doesn't mean assault rifle. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of times you get into semantic debates with people. Oh yeah, and this is it's I love semantic. Getting into debates semantic debates. debates over guns is one of the wait most till you have a fucking thirteen year old is your one, whole life is one of the most <laughs> <laughs> right. I got that to look forward to. Um, getting into the semantic debate about firearms yeah. is one of the most useless exercises on the planet. Goes nowhere, and that's why I'm like, shut the fuck up when people are like, it's not a, it's not an AR-15. It's a this this this. I'm like, shut up. It's a fucking you know what's meant. You know what that you know what that person means, and it doesn't. Yeah. You can't invalidate their argument because they didn't use the correct. They didn't use exactly the correct terminology. Okay. Right. Fucking gun nerds. Mm-hmm. The um. So. And it's a semi-automatic rifle, yeah. right? Talking that about, is defined as an yeah. assault rifle. Are only have only been used in sixteen percent of mass shootings mm-hmm. in the United States. Only. Only sixteen. Okay, but we have to try to quantify. I, I got right? you. Like, I got you. I mean, 
the quantification yes, of yes, it, only it, sixteen, so right? That's still sixteen percent. But yeah. you have to quantify. I know. In order I know. To, to try to fix I'm this fucking pandemic <laughs> epidemic, we gotta quantify. For we gotta sure. look at the numbers and feel like what is the best possible solution, solution instead to of address just address the quant the, the the numbers. Yeah, because you're only gonna have enough political will in a country that is as polarized as it right, is right. to get. You have a small window to get something fucking done and it better be, you better shoot your shot and you better hit it. Right. Right. Because lives are at stake. What's the point of passing something if it ain't going to fucking work just to make you feel better? Right. That's a great point. Well said. And the, and the other issue is, is when you use up that goodwill Mm -hmm. by going after something as pie in the sky as an assault weapons Mm -hmm. ban, that's super sweeping, but doesn't act. It is, it's a mile, it's a mile wide, but an inch deep. Yeah. And it's not actually addressing the systemic issues behind the actual numbers mm-hmm. what's behind the person pulling the trigger you're not addressing that you're not doing fucking shit mm-hmm. and i do believe that their tool does matter so there are certain things within the ownership of items of gun items that can help okay. the, the overall lethality of it the parkland shooter mm-hmm. uh, only had 10 round magazines mm-hmm. made him far less deadly with that particular rifle oh interesting then he would have been should he had a 30 round magazine okay okay so there's certain anecdotal evidence you can pick to that say okay if we if you put a magazine cap limit that uh, that that might help right, right. what is pa- what possible is possible solutions what is actual solution that may help driving from anecdotal evidence or from broader statistical broader statistical yeah. evidence 16 percent of of, of rifles, mm-hmm. but you, so you're not targeting handguns with an assault weapon. Right. Ban. Absolutely. Okay. So you're 84% of mass shootings are still happening with handguns. Okay. Still, uh, still out there. Right. Okay. So just trying to go for an assault weapons ban, the amount of political capital you're going to have to expend mm-hmm. to target something that is not, that it's going to make a drop in the bucket of stopping, stopping that. Because, but then the counter argument is, well, AR-15 is more lethal than handguns. For sure. So if we can limit the lethality of these shooters, potentially we can drop the overall body count while we work for. Other, I mean, this is all morbid shit, no, right? No, no, I don't, no, no. I don't want to. I'm ha- saying so. Yeah. And to the morbid mm-hmm. c- conversation, is it more? You know, what are we? What are we? What are we talking about trading here? We're talking about. The frequency in which the gun violence happens or the extremity of which the gun violence happens. And I mean, it's terrible, mm-hmm. right? But that's what we're arguing. Yeah. Are we arguing? Are we? Is the solution finding a way to make less gun violent happen overall or just when they do, it's not as bad? Which sucks, but that's, I mean, those are kind of what you're talking mm-hmm. about is like looking at the political, um, the politics of navigating through it and finding a solution. What are you going to spend your time on? Mm-hmm. Continue. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, I appreciate you stopping and we need to have like little conversations within the conversations sure. because I like lived this shit for most <laughs> of my life. So I can start talking about things and going off on a tangent right, right. and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So, um, <laughs> So with assault weapons ban, sixteen percent. Okay, yeah. so if we but we ban them, and they're less. still happening, the argument goes is that at least they're less lethal. Yeah, and therefore we can drop the body count until till maybe down the road. It's a short term fix. Yeah, it's a, a short term fix until you can maybe address things further down the road. Yeah. Right, it's a way to. Their argument would be then, well, if it's less lethal, the reason why the officers who didn't 
go into uh, the Robb Elementary School mm-hmm. in Nuvaldi was because they only had handguns and he had an AR-15 rifle. Mm-hmm. If if the, Maybe if the officers had felt that they were on more even ground with the shooter, they would have been more... Um, oh, they would have been more inclined to go and engage him more quickly until waiting for uh, Customs and Border Patrol to show up who had who had full kits mm-hmm. and actual like assault like fully automatic assault weapons so they could go in and they were more trained for tactical s- situations yeah i don't buy any of that okay um but that's that's a different topic okay. so but when you compare the lethality when you look at all the when you compare the body count of instances where ar15s were used compared to other type other mass shootings where only handguns or shotguns were used mm-hmm. the numbers are pretty equal mm. like they're really it nothing it doesn't it doesn't stand like it doesn't separate itself enough from the mean to make it statistically relevant right so i don't really buy that just getting rid of ar15s is going to solve this problem mm-hmm. so i you need a more a better solution so word what numbers can you point at what com what threads of commonality can you try to draw from these numbers that would point to something you could do right now that would actually make a dent and i think it gets back to as much as like i hate giving any sort of credence to the it's the gun not it's the person not the gun argument because that and a lot of times is used as a crutch to not do anything with guns. For sure. That's not what I'm saying here. There are a shit ton of loopholes with background checks. Okay. Which should be politically viable, right? Mm-hmm. If you pack if Democrats packaged it the right way and were like close firearm loopholes. Yeah. Fa- background check loopholes. Mm-hmm. Right now on the spot in the United States, you purchase a firearm no matter where it's from that's you've got to do a background check yeah and if you and if you're found in possession of it you can be criminally prosecuted for sure put that threat to people yeah does that stop it all of it no Mm -hmm. as long as there's as long as there is broad access as long as there i mean there is 400 million guns in this in the united states Mm -hmm. there are more guns than people that it's not a made-up number mm-hmm. when people say there are more guns in the united states that is tr- than people in the united states that is true right so as long as there's this much prevalence of guns there's going to be gun crime mm-hmm. but it's getting it down to i guess a statistically palatable level mm-hmm. um to where it's not at the extent that it is right now that being i mean you try to you your goal is zero but right. with, the, with the realization that you're you can't completely root it. You can't really completely root it all out because if you were to take a, if you were to take a a gun, if you were to confiscate a gun per minute, it would take 400 years to confiscate every firearm in the United States. Jesus Christ. Um, So confiscation at the same time, I don't know how much of a realistic possibility that is, if it were even possible mm -hmm. given the political realities of the time. I I think the United States you would have to see a massive, like unbelievable, unfathomable cultural shift for anything like that to actually happen mm-hmm. and work. Yeah, it it worked, and you can point to well, they did it in Australia, they did it in New Zealand, yeah, they did it in Great Britain, but they didn't. They don't have the political the 
political realities of the United States. Right. They don't have that's vastly different cultures. The the ownership of firearms mm-hmm. for a large portion of this country mm-hmm. is cemented as a cultural symbol. For sure. That is far different. And you're talking about psych. That's a great point to talk about psyche because yeah. it it's a non-starter for a lot of people when you talk right. about confiscation. Yeah. So what is an actual realistic what is an actual realistic thing? And then I think so the number that pointed out in my research, the thing that pointed that pointed out the most that's okay. like this is something that we can do and can do right now. Okay. And that is close it's another loophole it's the domestic violence loophole okay 60 percent of mass shooters have domestic violence on their record and for how under reported domestic violence is Mm -hmm. i guarantee you that real number is a lot higher yeah so trying to increase domestic violence prosecution Mm -hmm. make domestic violence more reportable Mm mm-hmm and if you're if you have domestic violence on your record, you aren't owning a firearm. Mm. Because right now there is a question on the background check: Have you been convicted of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence? Mm-hmm. And if you mark yes to that, you read that and you think, okay, that is complete. Mm-hmm. But it's not. There are a million loopholes, mm. not a million, but there's a lot there of loopholes within yeah. that. Where if you have domestic violence, you can still own firearms. Okay. Like the, there's a boyfriend loophole. Like if you were the boyfriend and not the husband, mm-hmm. it wasn't you weren't it wasn't domestic violence against your wife, and therefore you could still purchase and own firearms. Okay. Um, there's other loopholes that aren't as that aren't as significant. But if you're talking sixty percent, if something that has sixty sixty percent six zero, yeah, and so you close you close that loophole right now. Boom, closed. Mm-hmm. I think that has real tangible benefits. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's something that is politically palatable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's politically expedient. And I think that's something that you could actually get Republican senators to get on board with. Because think about this. I mean, now I'm thinking uh, as a political strategist. <laughs> Are you really going? You're really going to you're going to vote to keep guns in the hands of wife beaters? Right. You lay it out like that. Yeah. Right to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Right. You're going to keep guns in the wife away in. I thought you're you're a conservative family man. Yeah, you're gonna allow someone who beats his wife to have a gun. Yeah, threaten keep threatening his wife or vice with versa, it? or vice versa. Yeah, right, you're right. But I mean, violence, violence in the home. Yes, but by and large, mass shooters are male. Oh yes, 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 yes. But still, that I mean, it should absolutely affect women in buying firearms. Yeah, and then you say, hey, look at the number. The numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people who commit these acts have domestic violence wow. on their record. Yeah. And we pass a law to keep take them out of their hands. Mm-hmm. That's that we're on the path to actually making tangible, a, a tangible shift. We, we're making tangible progress towards ending this. Yeah, I like that line of thinking. That sounds pragmatic. That sounds like a great place to start. But if I say I don't support a assault weapons ban, <laughs> don't I'm gonna, in, I have in, to cut that now in this <laughs> in this atmosphere? Yeah. I have to cut like, it. I'm not I'm all of a sudden all I'm not out. all of a sudden like political purity is going to be the death of this fucking country. Yeah. If you don't check all of our yes, boxes, yes. you're you're a fucking pariah. I feel like you've said that before. I feel like I have. <laughs> there this is completely off topic, yeah. but there is a 
massive movement who are saying we're not going to vote Democrat in the midterms because we didn't get our $50,000 student loan forgiveness um, when only Biden is about to sign an executive order giving it 10,000. They're saying because we didn't get our 50,000, we aren't voting in protest. I don't know how widespread that'll actually okay. be, but think about the selfishness of that. Yeah. That's the and, individual. But, and it's not just on one side. No, it's both sides and they're both fucking selfish. Yeah. Think about actual reality when you're talking about politics because you have we live we still live in a democracy. You can right. there's not one person who can just wave a wand and get something done. For each individual. We're not China. Yeah. Do we want to be China? Do we want to be Russia? Because your political, like at the base level, your political purity tests are no different than the totalitarian. Like if practiced at government. Step in line. If that, if you take that mentality and you put someone with that mentality in power Mm -hmm. and you get rid, you erode all of the checks and balances and all the institutional arrangements Mm -hmm. that are in place to not allow that. You're no like at the root that mentality is what drives totalitarians. Yeah. So, as much as you hate your system and believe me, it's littered with problems. <laughs> but and it's not an excuse for an action. Right. But you've got to stop with the political purity and mm-hmm. you've got to move off of your your like it's my way or or nothing mm-hmm. mentality even though even with this horrid Yeah epidemic of gun violence there still has to be a pragmatic approach to it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't want to hear for it to be effective yeah and 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 uh adam kissinger Mm -hmm. uh there's prominent republicans i mean their voices are drowned out because one they're republicans so by for democrats republican they're not listening to them and you're not a trump supporter so you're not with them but there are there are republicans who are saying the right things that are saying if we gun owners pleading with gun owners, mm-hmm. if you want, like you you have the as a gun owner in America, you have the you have more of a responsibility to be leading gun, mm. re, gun uh, the gun reform debate. One because you have the knowledge you have the knowledge right. to actually come up with solutions because well you own them you know them you know the culture you can you can talk about the debates yeah. you know the laws you've researched it that's a, but then also. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you're, it's just, I guess there really isn't any also. It's just, that's, I just, I view, I just wish that those voices would have more of a prominent, and more of a prominent role in, in this whole thing. But mm-hmm. man, everybody's fucking shouting. So, yeah, check the list. Anything you wanted to add? I, I don't want to get into this, but maybe something to think about. But I I try to sometimes get into like macros level scale of thinking about things. And you and I had previously talked about like serial killers in like the 70s and 80s and mm-hmm. how like how how many and how often that was happening. And then I was getting into a conversation today but with someone about like the frequency and popular use of hitchhiking and how when there's a presented opportunity – there were more serial killers Mm. and then kind of taking that same look or scope with gun violence. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and just looking at the shift in the Mac on the macro scale of like, you know, we don't really, there, there are like less 
It seems like there's less serial killers these days, right? Mm-hmm. As far as I mean, traditional. That, to me, that's pretty prevalent. Last one I can really think of that was like, oh my God, was like BTK. Um, but otherwise, it's just this now shift into mass shootings all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what... It's the same fucking... Well, perpetrated by, <laughs> by yes. adolescent men. Yes, it's the same... Um, young men what's it called the same profile right Mm -hmm. of people and the same behavior and the same mentality and same ideas like these serial killers in the day back in the day were proud of the numbers that they were getting Mm -hmm. same shit where can i go and have the most effect it's the same idea so um i don't really have anything other than i'm kind of doing the gymnastics in my brain and kind of walking through this labyrinth of ideas of looking at macro scale society and culture around serial killers and then now seeing the same kind of um psyche and and mm-hmm. and way of thinking in those same in the mass shooting sure i mean just spitballing obviously yeah. neither not, neither of us are psychologists why do you think that demographic largely white mm-hmm. largely like almost exclusively male mm-hmm. and for the most part affluent. Mm-hmm. Why does that demographic have such a prevalence towards mass murder? Violence, right? What it like they're not the most economically destitute. Mm-hmm. They aren't um like I, I, they're not marginalized by society. Mm-hmm. If anything, like that, you should have the easiest time in Western culture if you're a white, right, male, right, with but, a, with with a decent education. You should have something real, there. And I think it's if you look at the history of serial killers, what okay. did most of them have in their past? Violence, violence, domestic bro- abuse, domestic abuse, and broken homes. Yeah. Damn, Jake. Think on that one. Bye. Bye.